Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, guys? It's your boy Dylan at ThunderJazz, and I'm here with a word from our sponsors, Bet BetOnline. Uh, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. Just head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BLEAV50, that is BLEAV50 in all capital letters, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Huntsinger at Thunder Chess. We're part of the Believe Network, and I am joined by returning to the podcast, one of the founding fathers. Hasn't been on since pre-draft coverage, but we made it happen. I set my alarm so he could be here. The one, the only, the infamous Stephen Dolan. Steve, how you doing, brother? I'm so happy to be here. Of course you are. I figure if I just like come back once every three months, I can keep my membership from lapsing. Uh, that's fair. Yeah, participation <laughs> points, right? Yeah, yeah. Just just come in and punch your card real quick. Yeah, that's cool. But uh, yeah, no man. I, you know, excited to have you on here, Dolan. Um, you know, obviously uh, we like to record earlier in the week, but Chelsea's got COVID, so it kind of threw everything into a hizzy and. I, you know, I, I think uh, Jerry was going to be able to record at 1030, but I was like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to hit up Dolan. Like, I don't, I'm at home with the baby. You know, I don't have to work in the morning. So I'm going to set an alarm late. So my West Coast friend can be on the pod one time. And he said, it's cool. So, hey, here we are, man. Excited to have you on again. It's so sweet. I'm flattered. I think COVID, I think your wife having COVID is an acceptable reason to push it a day or two. Are we so this is my first time on the stream yard. Are we on the YouTubes? Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> We're trying to navigate the channels of the YouTube. Um, okay. Connor is uh, in charge of our YouTube management, which, hey, he's been doing great on his own channel. So uh-huh. who better to take over our channel? But um yeah yeah we're we're on youtube uh i think the last video got a little bit delayed but we're we're trying to transition into youtube consistently but yeah all right well this is my first time on youtube except for um that one time where we got to go ask josh giddy a question so i was on for like two minutes for that yeah this yeah. is definitely this is gonna be the bulk of my youtube experience <laughs> you this light i feel like i'm like so white although that might just be accurate well i mean hey i i sit here with a giant glare on my glasses the entire time and there's there's nothing i can really do about it so the other colors are worse so this is what we're going with that's my face yeah you need you need the led strip lights in the background like you know all the young folks do but or one of those circle ones yeah yeah the ring camera in the middle that's the fancy one right uh that was my alarm 
just in case I overslept on my alarm to wait until <laughs> wake up to be on with you. I set three alarms, man. I wasn't going to miss it for you. So, but yeah, um, we're excited to have you on, but you know, we've been, uh, we've been doing family feud the past two or three podcasts. We haven't really had a chance to really dive into the news. We talked about the chat injury ad nauseum. Um, but you know, in, in other news besides that, that we haven't covered, uh, Donovan Mitchell trade happened and, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm sure, uh, you know, I He's mean, everybody great for the Knicks, right? <laughs> he would have been. It, it's like you could have been great at Slytherin, like the <laughs> old sorting hat. But um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, he got traded to the Cavaliers kind of came out of nowhere. Um, it, You know, it's definitely a move that signals Cleveland's plans for this season. But you, you had a take on Twitter and I, I'd like for you to expand on it because, you know, Nobody thinks like you do. So, um, you know, talk about how Cleveland kind of shifted gears in this offseason with uh, what they was planning to do in the draft ah, and okay. what they did with their trade. I was like, man, I say a lot of things. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> I have to refresh my memory. Uh, well, it's just, just interesting because we know for a fact, like it's been well reported that Cleveland was trying to trade up. They were our competition and trying to trade up for Usman Jang, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's just odd because he's considered by many. And I think like even by pretty much all Thunder fans is kind of a project. Um, especially with just the sharp contrast is there between him and Jalen Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. Just because he's seems like just from summer league, you know, it's just summer league, but he seems like he's just ready to go like a, a set NBA player already. And with a, with a high ceiling too, but Jang really just seems like, um, I don't know, kind of Poku 2.0 with a little bit higher pedigree in a lot of ways. So it's just interesting that Cleveland would be on June 23rd really focused on somebody like that who might take a little bit of time to develop and then in a couple months just complete pivot to a total win now, all-in move for Donovan Mm -hmm. Mitchell. I know he's young, so it's not like they really like gave themselves a – two-year hard window although that it could turn out to be that but you know they gave up all their picks in the future and they think this is like their team going forward now with the some moves around the edges so this is an interesting shift and it makes you wonder if cleveland and by extension then maybe the thunder don't really see jang as as big of a project as the fan perception is yeah and you know talking about like summer league you know, it's it's obvious that you know Jang struggled a little bit offensively because um, his role uh, for really for like you know much of his basketball career in the past couple of years has been a guy that has the ball in his hands. Like that's where he thrives, and um, not only creating for himself, but you know creating for his teammates. And you know, in that last summer league game that we got to see him play, we got to see flashes of that. And you know that it sparked the whole let ooze cook movement that I, I was doing on Twitter <laughs> in that game because when he had the ball in his hands, he was able to create. Um, it, it's just that you know Giddy was there, Jalen Williams was there, Trey Man, like they had so many other guys with the ball in their hands that ooze wasn't really getting a chance to create. He it was kind of getting spun to him, you know, towards the end of the shot clock, and like you know they kind of relegated him to a spot up shooter, um, honestly. And, you know, that's that's kind of the reality of what it is because, you know, we have Giddy and we also have Shea. You know, we have a lot of guys that are going to create for, you know, the rest of the team. Like, it's their op- – not their opportunity. Their, 
it's their responsibility. Gosh, man, it's like mm. it's their responsibility to create for the rest of the team. So, you know, Jang is probably going to get scraps offensively. But uh, in terms of being a little bit more ready, you know, NBA wise, like defensively, I think Jang is like already there. Like, I'm not saying he's going to be all NBA defender like at this point in time, but just knowing where to be, like really moving his or sliding his feet flipping his hips, like staying in front of his man, like just knowing where to be on defense. Like he's got it, man. Like he's got really good defensive IQ. He's got a lot of tools. Um, you know, he had a couple uh, help side blocks, you know, he got his hands in some passing lanes. Like, you know, he's got crazy length. Like he's got the ability to be a good defender. And, you know, I, I know you're a huge Poku guy and I, I, we're, we're going to get a chance to talk about that, but, um, nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Uzman Jang and Poku, they have some more builds right now. Yes, but Usman has a much um, he has much broader shoulders. I feel like he has more room to fill out his frame. Yeah, that's true. And well, and I was just thinking while you're talking, I was thinking along the same lines. And yes, I'm a huge Poku fan. But what really strikes me during summer league more so than um, during this open run video about Jang is he's huge. Mm -hmm. Like, and you can see it on the court. Like he looks huge out there. Poku's taller than him, you know, but Poku kind of runs a little hunched over at times. And especially when he's handling the ball, he's very in, in a crouch. Um, he kind of crouches before he shoots. Like he just doesn't look like he's that big until he's like stretched out going for a rebound or something. And then yeah. it's like, Oh my gosh, he's seven foot with a long wingspan. Like, look how he just grabbed that ball. But Jang just at all times looks huge on the court. And for the for him to have the ability, like you're saying, to stay in front of people and to be in the right place all the time and be that huge, like, is he going to be able to play center in the future? Like, at least power forward. Mm -hmm. It feels like a guarantee. So it's kind of a crazy, versatile piece to, to have, be able to push the ball up the court with that kind of size. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's why I'm the captain of Jane game, man. Like, you know, he's... His ceiling is so high just because, you know, he he can kind of do a little bit of everything on the court um, when it all comes together. We've seen flashes of, you know, everything working in terms of defense, creating for himself, creating for his teammates, a little bit of shooting. You know, you know, you talked about the open runs and you know, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But the shot looks like great. And like the shot didn't look bad in summer league. It was just not going in like mechanically it looked like a good jump shot it just wasn't falling and you know sometimes that that just happens but yeah i i think that if if he can legitimately put it all together if he like you know i don't know if he's gonna get more minutes in the g league or not now that chet's out like i, I think that you know obviously there's some minutes left to be had this year and i'm not saying we're going to play him at the five but you know i think he's going to have more opportunity than people realize because um you know like me and you was kind of talking about on twitter like why not start him like yeah. what's what's it gonna hurt especially now with um you know um yeah i i think there's gonna be minutes and i think all the concern over where the minutes are going to come from, especially now with Chad out. Um, but even before that is a little bit overblown because you, I was talking about this with Alex Spears um, at Al baby cakes. Everybody knows who he is on Twitter. And he was saying, 
he he just laid out like a rotation, you know, like a one game rotation of who plays what minutes. And he was like, okay, now there's like eight minutes left. Where's the minutes for Poku? Where's the minutes for Jang? Like, where are they? And I was talking to him and I was just like, look, it's just, it's not like that. (laughs) Like if you just go look at any team in the league, like every single team had 13 guys at least who averaged like real minutes over the course of the season and played a real number of games, like 40, 50 games and 13, 20 minutes a game, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just works out like that. Like people get hurt. Um, people fall in and out of the rotation. It's, and these are teams like I was picking playoff teams. I was picking young playoff teams who were trying to go win games. And even them, like it's just, it's 13, 14 guys. So with the thunder actually making that a priority, like if they want Jang to get minutes, he's going to get minutes. He might, even if they don't want him to, like, it's just going to work out like that. Yeah. I'm and a, I'm a big fan too. I mean, hashtag Jang Gang. I, yes, sir. I, I I actually you, got curious you, yesterday. I coined it. I did. Yeah, you did. Because I went back and I wasn't sure because I had also seen um, Shamit Dua at Fear the Brown. He's a good Pelicans follow, mm-hmm. and he the Pelicans had shown a lot of interest, and he was a big fan, and he was tweeting it a lot too. And I just went back and made sure that I got to it before he did, and I didn't hashtag it, so that was my mistake. <laughs> It was yeah. in non-hashtag form, but yeah, coined it. Yeah, and his, was... his name is just fertile ground for puns. So if for mm-hmm. that reason alone, like you won't like him when he's jangry. Um, <laughs> whose man is this? Oh, uh, don't give me Manny Moles. That, that's, <laughs> that's the one he was doing. No, I was trying to get people to uh, jump on the hype train when before we drafted him. And I was like, you know, jump on the Jang train. Yeah. And you was like, I think Jang Gang's better. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Jang Gang is better. And then I just fully just took it. You I can was... do like, like remember um, that video of Russ and PG playing uh, paintball? Yeah, bang, like, bang, bang. Bang, bang. You can go Jang, Jang. Well, whenever uh, whenever he starts hitting shots, I'm going to say bang, bang, Jang, Gang. You can I just do it. the mic bring. Jang! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot you can do, man. This uh, this segment was supposed to be about Mitchell <laughs> the trade and like what the fallout is, and we just spent like ten minutes talking about Usman Jang, and I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> no, um, other way. But, but there is a lot of thunder related fallout from that, right? Like, yeah, even just that, which is just probably just in my brain. But there's a couple other things that like directly actually impact the thunder. Yeah, like. You know, but the narrative that everybody wants to push now, specifically with the aforementioned Knicks, is like, okay, they struck out on Donovan oh, Mitchell. Sure. Um, you know, they're uh, they're trying to get Shea, spelled S H A E, Gildas Alexander. That's their next target. Uh, right. di- very disgruntled star in Oklahoma City. But uh, uh, was it you that started saying gruntled? <laughs> I I do love the wordplay. Like, I, yeah, I I, I got to check on too. his gruntles. Like, we need to know about his gruntlement and and his level of gruntledge. Like, it's just <laughs> important that we find out. Yeah, I mean that that's what I'm saying, man. Like, you know, exit interviews. Like, he was very gruntled with the whole T- situation. Completely gruntled. He over maybe even overly gruntled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so one might say overly gruntled, but you know, I mean, he's he's iterated that. You know, he's in on the plan. He's uh-huh. he he's sees the vision that Presty and Dagnall has for his team. Um and, and he's on board. Like there's 
there's no indication. And my buddy, you know, he's a Lakers fan, but you know, he's also like a huge just NBA guy. And we was talking about it yesterday. And he was like, you know, I mean, just look at it from an outside's perspective, like, you know, you have a guy that made the playoff two years in a row, and then he hasn't made the playoffs since. I'm like, dude, that was two years ago. He was in the playoffs literally two years ago. This hasn't been like this hasn't been Devin Booker missing the playoffs six years in a row. Like he was in the playoffs two years ago, and we you know, depending on who you ask, we could have been making like pushing for the play in this year. But besides the fact, like he just signed a contract, he signed a five year contract, the same one that Trey Young, the same one that Luca signed. But the difference is he didn't put a player option in his contract. If he really had one foot out the door, like everybody just wants to say he is, he would have at least put a player option to give himself an out at the end of that contract. But he committed to five years here at, at the max contract. So, yeah, I mean, the, the whole Shane narrative's tired, and we're going to hear about it forever. But, yeah, that, that's my take on it. Uh, and you know, what, what are you thinking about it, Dolan? Well, another fun bonus of the Mitchell trade is that that's a all-star out of the conference. Yeah. And yeah. DeJounte Murray, too, right? Mm-hmm. So that's nice. I I saw Ryland Styles. He actually he wrote a Thunderous Intentions article, and he mentioned that. Um, I've seen it a couple other places too. But yeah, that was. It's a good point. I mean, it's the West is still stacked, but I mean, Mike Conley's aged out. Russell Westbrook's not going to make it. There's just like no chance. <laughs> I mean, even if he's good, like just the hate is overwhelming. Um, so Mitchell gone, Murray gone, like. You got Jamal Murray coming back. He he's probably in competition, especially if the Nuggets are good. Anthony um, Edwards. Anthony Edwards, he's probably a favorite right now. Um mm-hmm. but you never know. Like he could have a dip in his shooting, like stuff happens. Um, I'm just saying an all-star berth, um, no matter how bad the team is, could go a lot way toward helping out his gruntle meter. Yeah. For sure. And I mean, if if what we've seen like in the offseason is season is any indication, like I, I think Shay's gonna have like a really good year this year. Yeah, and, and it wouldn't be unheard of. Like Murray just made it and the the Spurs ended up winning thirty four games, but at the mm-hmm. time they were on pace for like thirty one. I checked the other day. Cause the the voting happens with I mean, they announced the reserves with like like 60% of the way through the season. Mm-hmm. And so the Spurs like had a strong finish to last season. So he was only on pace for like 31 wins. They were in 13th in the West. Like it's not like they were, <laughs> it's not like they were in competition for the play in and that mm-hmm. carried them to a good spot. And then they fell off. It was the opposite actually. So it's not, it's not impossible for players on bad teams to get all-star. It's harder to get all NBA. Sure. Yeah. But it matters a little bit less for all-star. Yep, absolutely. And hey, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still pushing the propaganda for Shea to make an All NBA team this year. I'm, I want him to get that third team sneak in real quick. But, um, you know, the kind of the last thing I have for Donovan Mitchell and people have, you know, they've kind of thrown their own hat into the ring as to who it could be. But, um, you know, Cleveland was obviously a young team. You know, they struck gold in a couple of drafts, getting Darius Garland, getting Evan Mobley. Um, being able to acquire Jared Allen just to be like, hey, I want to be in that hardened trade. Bring me Jared Allen, please. And, you know, it happened. So that's cool. And, you know, 
they put themselves in position to be able to acquire a guy like Donovan Mitchell and have pieces around him that compliment him. Like I, I'm still shocked. Like I, I know he's not like a game changing piece, but the fact that Isaac Okoro wasn't involved in this deal was kind of shocking to me because he's still a very young player. I think he was what, like the number four, number five pick in, in a, in a previous draft. And yeah, something like that. Yeah, the fact that he was able to they was able to keep him on Cleveland because he's a defensive problem. He gave Shea fits whenever we played Cleveland. Um, I mean, the fact that they're able to, you know, kind of have that young core of Garland, Okoro, uh, I almost said Davion Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, and Jarrett Allen. And then, you know, you kind of got Kevin Love, you got Jetty Osmond, you got some veterans on off the bench, Rick Rubio. Like, they've got a lot of pieces. Karis Levert who I completely forgot was on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Like they've, they've got some pieces. They put themselves in a position to, you know, really compete with this trade. So uh, my long winded setup, Dolan is who is going to be the Thunders Donovan Mitchell trade. Oh man. I've got my eyes on Jalen Brown. I mean, I have for a really long time. I remember like, me of the Steven Adams avatar. Like I remember getting in arguments with people like three years ago, would you trade Steven Adams for Jalen Brown and me being on the side of yes. And then being like, Jalen Brown's not even good. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> don't need to do that anymore. Um, but yeah, so Jalen Brown's my guy. He'd be a perfect fit. His weakness is like ball handling and who cares? Like we have Shane Giddy. He's young, um, lights out shooter, lockdown defender like perfect position it, that's my guy um i think there's a solid non-zero chance that sam presti's guy is Devonta sabonis um we it's well documented that he loves him mm-hmm. um, loves the gonzaga pipeline as we can see over and over and, and most recently with chet um and he's a free agent here in a couple years when we have cap space so that's a potential target of Sam Presti's. Gotcha. Yeah. I say I like Sabonis. I like him as a player, but I, I don't know. Like if we brought him back, like I would convince myself to be excited, but like just thinking about the prospect about it, like, I, I don't know. I'm not all that excited about it. Um, yeah, no, I know it's a weird fit, but although his fit with Chet's pretty perfect. I mean, Chet's like a, perfect like stretch big that could that matches counters him with spacing and can cover up for his weaknesses on defense so perfect with chet a little clunky with shay and giddy mm-hmm. um, for the lack of outside shooting so i get it yeah i like the jalen brown pick though i'm i'm with that one uh i'm trying to think uh i don't think you could ever get him unless you know they was like in the running for a superstar and they had to clear up cat space or something like that. But like a bam out of bio would be awesome. Um, sure. you know, and you know, the, the same thing, like, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't want to speak out both sides of my mouth with what I just said about Devonis bonus, but I feel like bam's more dynamic in terms of, you know, being able to be a rim runner, like a legitimate rim runner, lob threat for Shane Getty. I mean, he's, I don't want to say generational defensively, but like he's pretty dang close in terms of like his switchability and what he can do on defense. And I, I think he's being held back a little bit in Miami in terms of like what he can do offensively. I think that there's some shooting potential there. Like he's got nice touch, you know, in the mid range a little bit. And who knows? Maybe it could be stretched out. But 
And, and of course, he's a UK guy, so I, I'd love yeah. to have Bam on the team. <laughs> you know, the truth is, though, it's just you can't tell who the guys are two years, three years out from mm-hmm. when it happens. Like Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, if you asked two off seasons ago, like probably not going to be available. Like they yeah. had both just like signed their extensions, right? They had locked yeah. it in long term. It was like, okay, this is the squad. And then, you know, you get disappointing two years in a row and bang, blow it up. Like it could happen to anybody. So what you're saying is we're trading for Luca in a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Luca, Anthony Edwards, um, just somebody that you don't think is going to be available will be. So yeah, that's probably the guy. Are you, are you out on cat? Uh, we'll see how he plays with another center this year, and I'll let you know. That's it's a weird <laughs> fit. It really is. Like I, I get it. Like it shores up his his what he does on defense. Sure. But I guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, that's kind of been my thing. Like Rudy Gobert's been play off the floor in the playoffs multiple times for his lack of offense. So. Yeah, and it's not like Cat. I mean, he can play on the offensive end, but he's. If you play Rudy off the floor, then that makes means Cat has to defend, and mm-hmm. I don't know. It'll it's be weird, fit. but it'll it'll tell us a lot about how who he can play with. Yeah, eh, Cone's really high on the Wolves. I think he he picked them to finish the top of the Western Conference. So interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard that. Yeah, it'll interesting. be interesting to see what happens. Interesting. With that. It'll be interesting. But there's a couple other ways the Mitchell trade directly affects the Thunder and you know, draft picks. Gotta talk about draft picks. Mm-hmm. The so Jazz are a big player, a um, big player in the tank, and not on like maybe the worst team if they finish the teardown like Presti did. You know, the summer we traded Adams and mm-hmm. Chris Paul and just like like finished it because um, they still got what Conley, Clarkson, Bohan, yeah, Bogdanovich. Um, that's the that's the big three, I yeah. think. Um, <laughs> the big three. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean they're all they're good players. So if they can, if they can get rid of them, they could really bottom out with yeah. just with just um, Sexton taking twenty five shots a game. Very interesting to see that, but yeah, and I mean not only that, but the Thunder own their twenty twenty four first, and it's top ten protected. So. Initially, and John Ham straightened me out on this, but initially it was, and the protections are the same. It's 2024 top 10 protected, top 10 in 2025, and then top eight in 2026. Um, so, like, hopefully they're better than that in 25 or 26. Um, and that conveys, but it initially converted into a 2028 second rounder if it just gets protected all three years. Um, that's from the Derek favors trade this last year. The thunder also took another salary dump from them, a very small one to get them under the tax. Mie One, Mm -hmm. remember him? Yeah. And so it's just like a few thousand, a few million dollars. It's not a big one. Um, but what we got in that deal is they just said, okay, just take the 2028 second that you would get if this other pick goes fully protected. So we got that already. So the net result is if this pick goes fully protected all three years, we get nothing. Um, so the I guess you, what you would say is that if if that's the case, then we did the own a salary dump for free, basically. Yeah. 
but so it's not the end of the world. It's a second round pick. And if, if it goes protected all three years and you get a second, like it's not like that second's going to make you feel good about missing out yeah. on a first round pick anyways, but it would happen now. Hopefully they'll just be better than 10th or 8th or whatever at some point in those three years. It would require them sucking for four years, which isn't impossible, but yeah, it's possible. Uh, it's, I don't know if they'd be better than 10 at that point. I mean, we're talking about like what next draft is yeah, when the, not, when the start. yeah, yeah, we're not getting it in 24. Yeah, so yeah, it would require them sucking for the next four years for us not to get that pick. That'd be wild. Uh, if uh, I don't have like the picks in front of me, but like hypothetically, do we have like a 26 Rockets pick? Yeah, 26 Rockets and Clippers. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. If like the Rockets, Clippers, and Jazz 26 picks were all in the lottery and we were like Western Conference contenders on top of Yeah, no, it's totally like hypothetically we could get the first, fifth, and ninth pick. Like that's the ceiling for all those in 26. That'd be insane. Presty madman. All right, well, hey, let's, uh, let's transition from the Donovan Mitchell trade because we've talked about it for literally 30 minutes and I haven't even talked to you about how long you can be on. Um, so let's let's transition into the Everybody's open asleep but me. Ah, there you go. Same here, man. Same here. Um, so Owen Simplis, the Garb Whisperer, uh, a guy that I don't know if you would consider him one of Shea's trainers in terms of basketball, but Shea's been working with him in the offseason. Um Probably like the best. Uh, I mean, I know ever since he came to OKC, um, he's got uh, the whole big guard university thing. But, um, you know, the Shea brought in pretty much everybody in the roster um, to participate in like a little yeah. bit of a under mini camp. Uh, I think with- it was I think it was everybody who's not at Eurobasket. Um, was Favors uh, there? Favors wasn't there, though, wasn't it? Not, no, not Favors. Well, not that I saw. Not that I saw. Um, but yeah, or Ty, everybody who I think we think is going to be on the roster <laughs> yeah. and who's not at Eurobasket. Um, so Teo's is over there. Um, Veet is Veet. actually, Veet's like our only guy who's actually getting minutes for his team over there, um, for check. Mm-hmm. It's like Teo, um, what are you even doing, man? <laughs> Teo's not playing. Yeah. I, I feel like he needs to be here, but whatever. Um, Poku, Poku was there. Mm-hmm. We said we didn't let him play for Serbia. Yeah, we we didn't let him play for Serbia because we wanted him to play. Because we wanted him to be out. at this open run. I mean, like, not. I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but this is why. Mm-hmm. Like that clip that we saw. That's why he's not playing for Serbia. They want him doing that, and you know the behind the scenes stuff, the lifting, the um, personal chefs and strict diet. I'm sure that they have him on. Yeah, and you know, not only that, like I mean, we we could go through and try to name all the people that was there on the Thunder, and we'd probably miss some names just because there was literally so many people. But um, you know, on top of that, you've got guys like Peyton Pritchard. Uh, you got uh, what was it? Uh, Trendon Watford, I think, for the Portland Trailblazers. Um, That's not a real person. I remember him. I remember him playing against us at the end of last year, and he wasn't a real person then, and he's still not. He's not a real person. Um, and then, of course, uh, Evan Mobley, and I think I, I think Isaiah Mobley was also there. Um, they're uh, they're part of the Washerman agent agency, which is uh, Shea's agency. So 
I think that was their connection there. Mm-hmm. Wasserman might have a, a connection with uh with Simplis. Um, actually, I, I'm not 100 sure on that, but um, I know that last year, whenever Shea was in the Simplis runs, that Evan Mobley was there as well. So, um, that that's why they were there. But it was a legitimate shot to see these guys. You know, I'm not saying Peyton Pritchard's like an MB, like all NBA quality defender, but like Evan Mobley absolutely is and we saw multiple times multiple guys giving guys like Evan Mobley buckets and it, it was enjoyable to see so uh Dolan I'm just gonna ask you you know I mean obviously this is the offseason it's just pickup runs um it's not like you know the lights aren't on in the NBA like it, it doesn't ma- matter for anything but uh what was kind of your takeaway from the open runs if you have one well I think what's interesting about our open run is that the coaches were there. Yes. Um, I meant to mention that. <laughs> and that's not, I don't know if that, I don't know how unusual that is. I'm not saying like that's specifically interesting about the Thunders. I'm sure that's the case for a lot of them. Um, but so there's things that you like, okay, Dort's muscles are huge. Um, fine. Like Shea, Shea makes layups. He's Shea is very good. Like, Trey man made some threes. Usman even like made a few threes and that's neat. Like I'm not even, I'm not taking away things like that. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, all the shots went in on that highlight clip. I saw like literally every shot. Yeah. We championship, you know, um, not even really like a new move or like, you know, like we see Baisley doing all these crazy dribbles sometimes and it's like, Ooh, he's really going to come out ball handling. Like don't take any of that stuff away. Mm-hmm. But what I do take away a little bit is the role that they're putting these guys in. Because what you not what you're not seeing is Poku, for example, just out there handling the ball, you know, just like running pick and rolls. In these clips, Poku's role is as the big. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's setting picks, rolling to the basket, hitting corner threes. Like that's what he's doing. And that's not an accident. Like his they are telling him to practice the things that he's going to be needing to do next season. And so, yeah, that's one of my takeaways is like they they're thinking of Poku as a big for this upcoming season more than they are as a wing, which is Mm -hmm. something that we saw. It's kind of been progressing in that direction, but I think like he's totally going to be a four slash five this year, especially with Chet out. Um, Like you were talking about Usman, right? The things that they're having him do. And it's not handling the ball. It's basically a spot-up shooter, cutter. Wiggins, we see him just cutting constantly. Um, and then you see, like, the guys shooting, like, getting to do their ISO is Shea a lot. Um, and then they, in one of the games, they're like, okay, Trey, man, this is your game. Go get your buckets. And then there's, like, a few games you can tell by what end of the court they're on. They're like, okay, Jalen Williams, like, run some ISO. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of see the distribution, I feel like, of which players are going to get the most touches and what role they're going to be in. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, shout out to Yosef Thunder Film Room. He was the guy that first posted the video um, for everybody to see. Uh, He posted, like, I I think he went in and, like, spliced, like, Thunder highlights. (laughs) Oh, it was, like, a 10-minute video. Um, The full video was on YouTube, but NBA's Instagram actually went in and, I guess they grabbed their own highlights of Shea, Giddy, um, Baisley, Trey Mann, and then of course uh, they did Peyton Pritchard and I, I didn't see one for Evan Mobley. I think it was for Trenton Watford as well. But 
Um, you got to see Giddy. <laughs> Giddy is like probably my biggest takeaway here because obviously we got to we've gotten to see Giddy, you know, more recently than Shea or Dort. Um, well, that, that's 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 incorrect. Dort more recently than Dort, we've gotten to see Shea in international play when he's just been dominating people, but um, we've gotten to see Giddy in summer league and the biggest takeaway for me with Giddy in terms of like, you know, what's this mean translating the next year is his shot didn't look great. It didn't look like it had changed much. Um, his feet are still, he's still got the little scissors kick on, on his base. And yeah, he was still kind of bringing the ball, you know, like right next to his ear and like his left hand kind of feels like on top of the ball. But the big takeaway that I had from the the Owen simplest runs is Giddy shot looks a lot better um, by by my estimation. Now I'm I'm, I'm going to take the whole uh, Tyler Rucker line and say I'm not a shot doctor, but just like by the eye test, Giddy shot looks a lot smoother, looks a lot quicker, looks a lot more natural um, off the catch as well as off the dribble. Um, like I was alluding to in the NBA Instagram, um, Giddy had like a whole highlight tape. And he had multiple where he was taking threes off the dribble and just netting them like guys in his face off the dribble, step back. Like, I mean, he looked so much more comfortable than he did last year. So like if Giddy's shooting, obviously if Giddy shooting takes a leap, it elevates him to another level, but also his ball handling, because, you know, something that was kind of underrated um, in how good Giddy was in terms of playmaking and passing is his ball handling was still a little suspect at time. And one of the things that we highlighted in the draft process is he's very upright when he's dribbling. Um, and, you know, he's slowly tried to eliminate that. And, you know, that obviously uh, affects your ball handling, but, you know, like I said, man, like he looks so much more comfortable, more smooth. He's got a tighter handle. He's got a more natural jump shot and we could be seeing some big things from Josh Giddy this year. Well, those are all things that I'm not taking away from it. So <laughs> deal with it. I love it. Uh, you did say Wiggins, man, um, uh, you know, about cutting to the basket and stuff. And, you know, we saw that a little bit in the season last year. And I, I think Wiggins looked great in summer league. Like Wiggins, I think for a guy that was the number 55 pick in the draft prior, um, just seeing the work that he's been able to put in and like consistently get better and get better and, you know, thrive in his role. Uh, I'm really impressed with Wiggins and I'm excited to see what he can do this season. Yeah. He's very sneaky. Yeah. And then Jay is talking about sneaky. Like, you know, everybody wants to coin the whole sneaky athletic to white guys, but like Jalen Williams is sneaky athletic. And the fact that like there was one play where, uh, I don't remember if it was Giddy or Trey, man. They kicked it to Jalen as he was cutting from like the the left wing. No, yeah, the left basket. wing to the right side of the bucket. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like he, he dunked that? Yeah, he literally like grabbed the ball <laughs> and like it was before, like it, it was no sooner he left the ground, his hand was already at the rim. Yeah. I'm like, what the wingspan is going <laughs> on here, man? Like, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And yeah, you know, obviously he he tested high athletically at the combine, and we saw what he could do a little bit in the summer league in terms of like his athleticism. But like stuff like that, still just like that pops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that definitely pops. And Wiggins looked great. And so many of these guys, like this goes for Wiggins and J Dub and Basley, and talked about Giddy's shot. Look I mean, to me, Santa. 
I mean, Santa. <laughs> the uh, So much of their career is just going to come down to if they can become good shooters. And I know, like, Giddy's up in the air. Uh, Santa looked great putting it down the chimney in yes. Summer League. <laughs> just really stuffed some stockings, you know, all... <laughs> All summer league long. Getting those um, cookies. Yeah, getting those cookies. And Wiggins, everybody kind of believes in his shot. Um, it looks good. He shot great in summer league also. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact is none of their percentages, and, and we don't have it for Jalen Williams, obviously, but like Wiggins' percentage wasn't good last year. Mm-hmm. Baisley's was bad. Um, even like even Kenrich Williams had a bad year shooting. Um, after his like ridiculous forty three percent from three and the no fans years, we'll so we'll see what the what the truth is. But like we just don't have any good shooters by percentage last year. Not a yeah. single one. It was like a historically bad shooting season. Was Trey so, oh, the shooter? Like uh, I mean, well, besides Mike Muscala, yeah, yeah but yeah, I think so. And what was Trey Man like thirty four or something? Yeah, it was like thirty five or thirty four, thirty five, something like that. Uh, yeah, because yeah. everybody else and Shay's at thirty. What was Lou was 33, I think, if I remember correctly. Everybody else is like 30, right. 31, like right around there. It's, Giddy it's not was 26. Good. Even JRE, yeah, Giddy was 26. Even JRE was like 32, 33 by the end of the season, I think. So mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, so that just those, that one number is really going to define a lot of these guys' career. It's going to define a lot of the future success of the team. Like, as far as are these guys, did we nail these draft picks or are they just like, kind of guys that exist in the nba mm-hmm. um it's, it's huge thank goodness for chip yeah and, and that, that was kind of like my last point on this is you know we, we said the thunder coaching staff was there but i think the only ones that were there were mark Dagnall and chip england um yeah and so those are the only ones i saw sorry Put no you're fine <laughs> you're fine um and if chip is there and like he's already working with me you know we talked about like this is why poku was staying here like to be in these runs and stuff like that but also to work with chip and i think that it's no uh coincidence that guys like giddy guys like poku guys like dort uzman jang like all those guys shot looked better you know obviously it was highlights and it was going in but like mechanically their shots looked a lot better than they have in the past that we've seen them. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying Chip just fixed them immediately, but I'm saying, you know, he's starting to, you know, plant seeds into, you know, helping their shooting performance. I sure hope so. I need it. But again, I'm not taking it away from that clip. I'm not <laughs> you, doing it. Except Poku. Poku, obviously. You take all the is, Poku. It's good and perfect and pure. Um, but everybody else, just roll. Yeah. That's all. I got you. Well, I mean, with that being said, uh, we do have one more segment in the show. But before we do that, we're going to take a break for a word from our sponsors. Hey, guys, just wanted to take a moment to give us a word from absolutely nobody. Well, actually giving you a word from us, because as I mentioned in the pod last week, we do have merch. Um, This is a podcast exclusive because as of this recording, I haven't put out any tweets about it. So for your exclusive chance to get our merch, go to shop.believe.com and search OKC. That is if you want less of a player-driven shirt uh, that's got a nice little uh, graphic of the cityscape and it has Oklahoma City. It's a very clean shirt. Or if you want something a little bit more loud, you want something with 
that's a little bit more player driven, you can go to bonfire.com slash store slash topic dash thunder. Now on that we've got shirts supporting the Jane Gang. We got shirts supporting Chet Holmgren. Of course we got all the awesome Shea shirts. And of course uh, we could throw it back. We've got the Thunder Nation shirt. We got I just want a hoop back in the Chris Paul era. And we've got the classic, the one that you need for this rebuild, Trust the Presti. So head on over to either one of those websites. That is bonfire.com slash store slash topic dash thunder or shop.believe.com and search OKC. Hope you guys enjoy the rest of the pot. And we're back after a word from our sponsors. So uh, we're going to conclude the show doing a little Thunder Twitter mailbag. Uh, we haven't done this in a while, but as you guys always do, when we put a call out for Twitter questions, you guys show up and show out. Got a lot of great questions ranging a lot of different topics. So I'm excited to talk to Dolan about it here. So first off, uh, let me see. We'll start with more Thunder-centric questions, and we'll veer off towards the end. Okay. Uh, so Evan McDaniel at Evan ETM says, over under 42 and a half starts for Darius Baisley. Under. Okay. Uh, that's a good number. Yeah, it's, it's right there in the middle. It's pretty safe. No, under. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go under, too. I, I think there's a possibility Baisley starts to start the season. I think... It, I, I think it's likely he starts to start the season, but I think it's either going to be he starts all 82 or it's like 10. Well, yeah, I mean, and it's it's worth noting that there were so many different starting lineups last year, and I think that we have even more options this year with guys like Santa and Usman Jang. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say under just because lineup tinkering towards the end of the season, so. I'm with it. Yeah, that's uh, true. That's true. That too. Let's see here. Uh, where's the... Okay. This one's from Sublime50 at Sublime50LS1. And he says, I think we can all agree that SGA would be a dragon rider. What was his, What would his dragon's name be? Would it be hyphenated? And why is it red? It was. It is not red. Sub. Okay. Let's just get that out of the way. Get all the red clothing items out of Shay's closet and accessories and writing things. So let's just eliminate that off the top. Uh, Dolan, if somebody's going to come up with a crazy dragon name, it's going to be you. So I, I pass this duty on to okay. you, sir. Okay. Well, I did, I did. I this isn't off the top of the head, although. If you had, it would have been, I came up with it quickly enough live that it could have been <laughs> off the top of that. You'll just have to take my word for that. But I saw this question before we started and there's dragons, right? Named there's a Meraxes, right? I remember that one from Game of Thrones. Isn't it Caraxes? There's a Caraxes yeah. currently in House oh, of the Dragon. Okay. Okay. Which, by the way, I find I caught up. My wife and I caught up. Mm-hmm. So, I, just today, actually, I listened to. I was able to listen to an episode of Topic Fandom, mm-hmm. um, and so I just listened to the one where you cover the third episode because that's what I had just watched. I wanted to be current, and it's good, man. You guys are good. Appreciate it, man. How how do you like the the third episode? Are you more Alex's side or my side? Oh, it was good. I mean, it's. I didn't expect like perfect CGI. I guess you guys talked about the CGI a lot. It was fine to me. I I was I wasn't focused on it. Um, 
I, you know, my main, my main issue and like, I, I think the show's great. Mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying it. But if there's one thing that's missing for me, it's a funny character. There's no comedy. Yeah. You know, like there's no Tyrion. Like you in the first one, you had Tyrion, who was everything he said was hilarious. Even like Jamie was mostly funny. Like he was a asshole, but he was witty. Um, and then you had just like, um, like Theon, when he would say he was just like an idiot, but he would say funny stuff like making fun of John Robert Baratheon was funny. Robert was funny. Like there were so many funny characters. Yeah, Ron. <laughs> There's just like nobody being witty in this show. That's fair. Nobody. That, that is entirely fair. Uh, I just need somebody. Like even I, I thought the main or not the main guy, Damon. Yeah. I thought he was going to be funnier because he can he can do that. Like, I don't know if you've seen him in Doctor Who, but he's funny in that. Mm. He can be witty and funny, but he's instead he's just like seething all the time and he never says anything funny. That's yeah. what I think is missing. I did like when he called uh he called the knight Crispin and he yeah. was like perhaps the prince remembers when I knocked him off his horse. <laughs> yeah, that was good. I'm, that was good. That. I- I'm with you. Oh, no, that's another thing I that so he he was doing that um the joust or the tournament or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he beat like two guys, one of them he cheated, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then you see him fight Kristen and he loses. And so, like, I think what they were trying to tell us is that Kristen's a badass. But I just came away thinking, like, Damon's not very tough. He's a fraud. Yeah. I was just like, why is why are they making such a big deal out of this guy? He just lost, like, his third match and he had to cheat to win one of them. And so then, like, this this scene, this, you know, the scene in this third episode mm-hmm. where he just went off. I was like, oh, okay. Well, either that was, like, a surprising upset or they really messed up by show, not convincing me that he was tough at the beginning yeah because <laughs> like, i was like where is this coming from <laughs> or maybe it's saying that Kristen cole is really him <laughs> yeah exactly like, but i didn't I, so i don't know which one it is um so anyway the dragon all right topic topic fandom's good appreciate Everybody it man. go listen to that it's good um so yeah there's seraxes is in in the show now i remember in game of thrones there's the scene where he's um he's like in a bath the her brother viserys mm-hmm. is in a bath with oh, the, yeah. the concubines or whatever he's like, he's, he's yeah so i know that one exists so my nickname my name for shay's dragon is to the raxes mm, very nice very nice <laughs> does it have a hyphen in there anywhere well, yeah, you can do two the Raxies with hyphens. Okay, I like yeah. it. There you go. Yeah, two two hyphens. hyphens for the price yeah. of one. I love it. Shay Gilgis Alexander, um, driver of lanes, uh, bearer of hyphens. <laughs> <laughs> titles, 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 titles. Yeah. yeah so and I thought it would be funny. I, I got like a little a little ways down the road of like naming a bunch of the players dragons, but the only other one I thought would be funny is if Poku's dragon is just named like Kevin. <laughs> just like okay. just like <laughs> Harold. Just sucks. it's like here comes Poku and his dreaded dragon, Kevin. Yeah. 
I like it. I like it. Well, hey, Sub, you, you got to get on a graphic of uh, Shay riding to the Raxies. To the Raxies. I need to see that. Yeah, the, the next episode, we're, uh, um, well, I hope Chelsea can be part of it, but me and Chelsea come and talk behind the scenes how um, they had these dragon saddles for all the dragons in the House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. but Danny and John was literally just hanging on for dear life on the dragon's spines. Yeah, they were riding bareback. Yeah, so, all right, That's man. Uh, she got pregnant. Oh, all right, so, <laughs> Sportsman405, um, he reached out and DM, had a couple of questions that he wanted to talk about. Um, and uh, th- this is kind of like one of the last Thunder-centric questions, so we're, we're going to go ahead and address this. So, uh, first of all, he wants to know, what do we think is Jalen Williams' ceiling? And I haven't heard you talk about this, so I'm, I'm going to let you tee off on it to start out. Oh gosh. Um I mean ceiling ceiling like like James Harden, I guess. Yeah. I mean he he kind of plays the same like kind of herky jerky. I mean the Shea too. You could say the same about Shea. Um played and you know he played point guard in college. He's big. Like he's like the same size as Harden. Harden has a crazy wingspan too. Um and I think Harden, like, he has this reputation for not being, like, a superior athlete, but he really is. And, like, I think he tested really well at the combine, and he has a crazy, crazy quick first step. Um, and, you know, s- sneaky athletic, getting to the rim and finishing with dunks. Um, so, yeah, I think that's I think that's a good one. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm going to use a term that I used uh, when I was very draft casual. Um, when we was just like highlighting certain prospects that like we would watch stuff on and then talk about it on the pod. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, I said vaulted ceiling, like his vaulted ceiling is a Donovan Mitchell type player. And Hey, it's turning out. It wasn't a bad call by me. Um, but the vaulted ceiling for me, for Jalen Williams is a guy like Paul George, you know, mm. similar build, you know, similar uh, ball handling capability. Um, and, you know, just, really similar like smoothness and effortless to the game, but also on defense, you know, if, if he's to be James Harden on offense, you know, that's, that's one thing, but I, I don't want him to be James Harden on defense, but we saw some flashes in the summer league, like specifically garden uh, Jabari Smith jr. Um, I think, and I don't think he guarded Keegan Murray. Uh, who was the first team we played? I don't know. Anyways, well, he, he guarded. Did you say Jabari Smith jr.? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. As I was saying, I was like, wait, I think I hear an echo of him saying that. Yeah, no, he was he was dogging Jabari Smith Jr. on yeah. defense. Like, I mean, and you know, with that length, I mean, it's still crazy to me, dude, six foot six with a seven two wingspan. Like that's mm-hmm. ridiculous length. And, you know, it's not a wiry seven two either. Like he's he's built, like he's solid. It's, it's funny, you see all these articles about um and it's a common story, right? Where the NBA player is smaller and develops guard skills and then has a growth spurt. Mm-hmm. And this one, I think it was Nick Gallo, friend of the pod, wrote that he had like big feet. So everybody just assumed that at some point he was going to hit this growth spurt. And it kind of like got him recruited a little bit higher than, you know, like at his size where he was. Like people were just like, oh, but he's going to grow. So yeah. like get him in here now and then he'll grow. And it just makes me wonder if like his arm, uh, I like the picture that his arms were already, <laughs> he had a seven, two weeks span. <laughs> yeah. So he was like six foot with a seven, two weeks span. And they were like, he's going to get taller. <laughs> 
I it's it's a it's a fair it's a fair take to have when you got a freaking seven two wingspan, man. But yeah, no, I I I've kind of been saying that for really him and Usman Jang. Like I see you know, Paul George path for both of their games in terms of both sides of the ball and what yeah. they're able to do because Paul George is a, you know, he's not freaking Luca when it comes to creating first teammates, but he has the potential yeah. to create first teammates. He ran a lot of pick and roll for us uh, as the lead ball handler uh, in a lot of possessions too. So I could, I, I could see that for Jalen Williams. Yeah, um, he is, he is six, nine though. I mean, and I know Williams has the wingspan, but six, nine is a big deal. Yeah. It's like, different than six, level, six. You know? It's, it's next level. It's like now you can play four, you know, and, and maybe Jalen can because his long arms we'll see. And I know like Draymond green's like six, two or something, um, <laughs> but I need to, I, I need to mention though, if he goes the Harden route, we could get Santa with a beard. Yeah. He's he's very much baby faced right now. Like I, I know. think even when well, we drafted Have you ever Harden, seen the picture of Harden with his without the beard? Like he needed I, it. So Yeah. Maybe, like get, we get Jalen Williams with a beard. He leans into the Santa moniker. Maybe he can dye it white. Man, nothing would make me happier for Jalen Williams to to lean into the Santa moniker. Like I, it would be the most it would be the most giant f you for me to have all the haters in the world. I know the NBA outlawed the ninja headbands. Yeah, what about the Santa hat? Could you do that? Because I feel like that would absorb a lot of sweat. That'd be nice. And he just spins, and you just see the little fuzzy ball just whipping around. <laughs> aesthetically it'd be very pleasing so i'm all for it um let's see the uh the other question he had and this kind of leans to your tweet that you tweeted um i guess it was today uh no not today it was yesterday technically but you know in terms of like my my awake cycle it was today um and he said what do we need to complete this roster what's the missing piece or pieces and you know kind of plugging your tweet again you kind of went in and I guess crafted a player um, mm. and what the needs need to be like in terms of strengths and weaknesses, if they must have them. Yeah. If we have to have weaknesses, but I mean, so the, so BPA first off, let me say that if yeah. this, if this imaginary player that I built isn't as good as Wimby take Wimby. <laughs> um, but I think we need a big wing who can play the three and the four defensively. Most importantly, um, and is a knockdown shooter. And then the underrated thing that the team's missing to me is like a freak athlete. We just don't really. And I know like Jalen Williams kind of blew everybody away with his testing at the combine. Mm -hmm. And he is like, we've said sneaky athletic. Um, But I think just somebody who's like the first line of their scouting report says freak athlete, I think is something that this team's missing. We all got spoiled by having Russ and even, you know, Kevin Durant actually is like a crazy athlete for his height. Like mm-hmm. Just picture Serge Ibaka with the block, Russ and KD running the break. Like we just don't have that dynamic right now. And I would just, I would just love to have somebody who can dunk on somebody's head, like Hami. Will. Like Hami, except good. Oh come on now! <laughs> don't take shots at Hami. Keep going. No, that's it. That's it. Just oh, okay. I, I want an athlete who can sh- who can really is a lights out shooter, and who's like six nine. Yeah, and we, we kind of got no ceilings guys involved uh, in, in the tweet uh, highlighting some prospects. And it seems like what everybody's saying is uh, 
oh god uh, the, the names escaped me already uh, jairus walker is that his name yeah out of Houston. walker um who else so somebody else and it's funny neither of the no, the no ceilings guys none of them mentioned either of these guys but gg jackson and jordan walsh are two guys that people told me and i went and like just looked at their scouting reports and they seem to line up and i mean i think and i think the whole for most of these guys is the shooting so like you see these six nine athletes who can handle and play defense and it's like but they can't they may or may not be able to shoot that seems like there's like 10 of those guys in yeah this draft. yeah there's not anybody that like lines up perfectly with your yeah. with your requirements but uh yeah jairus walker was one there was who was that other guy I, I, I was literally just talking about this um keontae so george like, is the guy that like fits the mold in terms of uh all the skills that you need him to do but yeah. he's like six foot four so yeah and there were a couple of guys who were like six 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 seven like Derek whitehead mm-hmm. um who i like after he shoots he kind of like swings his arms back and it looks yeah. like he's like swiping his cape out of the way I, I saw that and I like Zoro. He's making an exit, you know. So I like that one. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna try to find. I got it. I got it. Okay. Let's see. Very quiet. Yeah, I, I think the thing with Jordan Walsh is he kind of gets swept under the rug because of he's also playing with two other like potentially lottery picks and like Nick Smith and yeah. Uh, um, the guy. And I, I'm, I'm saying, mm-hmm, yeah, like I know I'm a to- I have done no draft research. Like, like I said, I went and read these guys scouting reports. Whitmore, Cam Whitmore. Yeah, Cam Whitmore. And then he also said Walker Mitchell. And then some, guy, Mitchell. Named, some guy named Livingston, who I heard is terrible. <laughs> I will, I will say, like, it, it'll take a lot for Chris Livingston to like make his way into the lottery, just because. Not not and and nothing nothing against Chris Livingston. It's just the talent that's around him in terms of like the bigs, like Sheboy's back. Case Wallace is a protective lottery pick and at the guard spot. Um, it's it is going to take a lot for Livingston to. And get don't you there. have like a five foot point guard who takes all the shots? God, don't 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 bring Severe Willer into the podcast, man. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to go to bed happy. Okay. <laughs> I, I was literally impressed by I, like I told one of my friends like I was impressed by everybody in the roster at Big Blue Bahamas except Severe Wheeler like why is that guy still on our team but I digress um, you know those those are you know definitely guys um, Dylan Mitchell I'm trying to see I think he's more of a I thought he played more of like power forward. No, I was wrong. He's he's six foot eight uh, for Texas Longhorns. That'll be a name to watch. Uh, somebody that nobody mentioned, uh, Amari Bailey, going to UCLA. I've seen him in a lot of these runs. He was in the uh, he was in the runs with Chet and Mike Trey and Kevin Durant and all of them. Um, he's also a guy to kind of look at. He's uh, they don't it have seems like really height. the top tier of these guys right now of these crazy athletes who are wing sized and may or may not be able to shoot. It's the Thompson twins. And then some places had Gigi Jackson, like on that level. And then Cam Whitmore, like those four seem like as of now, and it's all going to change drastically, but it seems like those four are like the cream of that type of player crop. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are still like kind of getting acclimated to Gigi Jackson because he was supposed to be in 
I think the next year's class, if I'm not mistaken. And he, yeah, I saw, I saw Nick Crane tweet that if he is a one and done, he's going to turn 19, like two months into his rookie season. Yeah. So that, that, that could be why, like, you know, we're we're just not sure if we're, uh, yeah. And it's impossible to like, especially on him because he did reclassify. So he didn't even get his full high school. It's like impossible to find stats on him. Like Mm -hmm. all I could find were these two like showcase things that he played in, which were like four games each. Yeah. and it was troubling. He shot like fifty five percent on the free throws, mm. but it was like eight games. So it was like I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe he went like zero for ten one game. I don't know. It's like the shade and sharp sample size. Yeah, it was like I have no idea. So it's all going to change drastically. It's really too early to talk about it, but it's not too early to say this is what we're looking for. I mean, if it's if you get five guys in a tier that are similar similarly regarded, then this is the fit that would work for us. Yeah. And like, you know, just, just kind of talking broadly about the draft, like this year's class. It's awesome. Seems, seems good. <laughs> people seem to like people. I, I, like, I could legitimately name 14 guys that I would be thrilled to have on the team. And like, there's still more, like, you know, there's going to be people that rise up throughout the season as well. So and they I mean, have one pick. Yeah. And, but hey, it'll be in the lottery. So, <laughs> So it, it'll we'll add a good player to this team regardless. Uh, and so next year we'll be bringing in that player and Chet Holmgren. So we got a leg up on whoever whoever else anybody drafts, except for maybe long, a guy that gets one. A long leg. <laughs> a very long leg. A very healthy long leg. So, uh, all right, let's jump back into these questions. We'll kind of go rapid fire on these as they – they span various topics. Uh, first off, we're jumping in the NFL at playoff. Shea says thoughts on Asante Samuel Jr. and the Chargers. Um, <laughs> the one you have any thoughts about Asante Samuel Jr. or the Chargers? I quit, I quit fantasy football like three years ago, and oh, this man. is this is the first year that I've been like looking at people who are getting drafted. And I'm like, I have no idea who any of these people are. <laughs> like, I, all all the people I knew have aged out. Like, I remember Asante Samuel Sr. That dude was yeah. side. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome in like, like NFL 2K, like 2K1. (laughs) Back when NFL had 2K games, the good old days. On my Sega Dreamcast. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, no, I, I I like Asante Samuel Jr. I think he's got a promising future. He's very young, and obviously he's got the, he's got the pedigree in terms of his family. So, uh, because I heard his dad played. Yeah, it, it happened. I can confirm. And Chargers, I mean, you know, they're in tough division, but I, I really like what they're building. Justin Herbert's an awesome quarterback, and uh, they got a lot of pieces on offense, and they cool brought uniform. in a lot of pieces on defense. Yeah, very pop, eye-popping. So Yeah, Ladanian right. Tomlinson, you know. <laughs> Back in the day, man. LDT was a beast. Um, let's see here. Okay, so at Shay Dimes asked us like four questions, and okay. – we got, let's see here. We got an NBA question. We got an NFL question. We got a fantasy football question. Okay, we got a Thunder question. We'll start off with the Thunder question. So okay. he says, What is your record slash seed prediction for the season? Uh, 14th. I thought you were nah. saying 14 wins. I was like, 14th in the right. West. <laughs> I'll say 14th in the West and 26 wins. Okay. I think we'll be like, and so, it, so, I, so I'll go overall. That's uh, I'll say the six. Okay, 
Yeah, I think we'll be like 13th seed. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna amend it to 13th actually. Oh, okay. I'm gonna put us at six because that we're gonna yeah. Yeah. Spurs and Jazz, and then us. So I don't know, man. I think we might be better than the Rockets, even without Jet. Okay, well then the Spurs, the Jazz will be better. I don't know. 13th. We're We're better at it. We care more. I respect our organization enough to put us a spot lower than I feel like we should be. Okay. So 13, 26 wins. I'm going to say 28. Uh, I think I was at like 36 with Chet. So, yeah, 28. I think his defense gives us 29. I was probably at like 28. All right. Chet. Yeah, we, we 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 have we have different views. It's okay. Right, we understand. Um, I believe we could win more. Okay, but I respect our organization. <laughs> All right. His next question is about fantasy football. Um, he says, "What will your fantasy losers forfeit with an eyeball emoji?" So I think that's what he what he's insinuating is a punishment league. Dolan was you yeah. in a punishment league for like last place. I've never been. I've never. We've never done that. There, there's some very. It wouldn't have mattered because I always won when I played, or I was. Oh, like okay. But... Okay. <laughs> there was some, there's some very egregious like punishments out there. I saw um, one tweet today that said the loser has to sign up for the military. I thought that was a little oh, over the God. top. <laughs> <laughs> That's life changing, bro. See, the one that I've seen is like the worst, but also like reasonable is uh, you have to spend 24 hours in an IHOP or a Waffle House and for like each pancake or waffle, take an hour off. So, yeah, that, that one's fun. But uh, now for my league, uh, we used to do our draft of B-dubs every year and you would just have to eat six of the hottest wings. Kind of a punishment. If you love spicy food, it's not that bad of a punishment. And if you hated it, it was terrible. Um, but the, ever since COVID, we've been doing the draft in my house. And, you know, we just... We just do it simple. We take it old school. We dump a whole cooler of ice water on top of your head before the draft. And yeah, we'll, we'll go from there. So that's our punishment. That's good. I, I think I like, um, I don't know. I feel like it would be, it's good if like they do basically the reverse of what the NBA does with the draft the next year. I think that would be a. I think that would be a good way to. Okay, but instead of like the best team picks first, say the best team gets to pick their draft spot, and then on down the list. Wouldn't they just pick first pick? Well, if they want to, no, maybe not. Some uh, you know snake draft. Some people like to go. Yeah, yeah, get it better on the second round. So I think that's a good thing. And the whoever gets last gets like screwed a little bit in that way. Probably get the last pick in the draft. Yeah, I'm in an auction league. Is like my main league. So, yeah, no, I mean, I get it. It makes sense. I will say, but before we move on, there's a there's a league called the Tomato League that I would never be a part of. They freeze tomatoes, and like you just basically have to be like tomatoes hurled at your head for for like they, solid minute. Is it not just a rock? Basically, <laughs> okay. It's, it's like a baseball. Like they have like bruises and welts all over their body. I'm like, yeah. why would you subject they, yourself to so this? They, they stone one another. <laughs> like, Jesus. <laughs> let he who is let he who has never come in last in the league throw the first stone. Cast you know what I mean? Tomato. Oh, I love it. Cast the first tomato. Oh, that's crazy. 
All right. Um, who you got winning the Super Bowl? Talk about the talk gives the lottery a whole new meaning. Yeah. (laughs) Sam Presti has to get in there and take tomatoes from all the other GMs. Another literature joke. Um, sorry. So we had we had another question. Yeah, who you got winning the Super Bowl? Oh, I have no idea. Who's good this year? See, I'm I'm like so out of it. I mean, I I'm a Cowboys fan, so go Cowboys, I guess. Am I a Cowboys fan anymore? I don't even know. You can say you are. Damn, yeah. Cow- Cowboy up. Cowboy up. How about them Cowboys? Oh man. Yeah, uh I I I'm going to I'm going to stick with you and go with my homer pick. I'm going to say the Steelers. Steelers. That's not. It's not that. Mitchburg baby. Who's the quarterback? Mitch Berg, Mitch Trubisky. Another Berg? No, he's, he's, he's not really Berg. <laughs> like Trubisky, isn't that that guy that sucks? <laughs> he doesn't suck, Dolan. <laughs> you were all ready to answer. <laughs> it was the circumstances around him. He spent, you were all a, ready to he spent a year in a winning organization last year learning under one of the best quarterbacks. So, And even if he does, even if he is Chicago, Mitch Trubisky, it's a step up from what we got out of Ben Roethlisberger the past three years. So, <laughs> but, I enjoy what you can do with the middle of his name if you want to be mean. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, I, I see. I see what you're doing there. I got you. All right, uh, my real pick for the Super Bowl um, Ooh, and his first name. Actually, you could double up. <laughs> my real pick for Super Bowl is the Bills. I mean, they just dominated the Rams at. It's not the Bills. LA, so. I know enough about football to know it's not the Bills. It's never the I, Bills. I don't know, man. Bills are looking great. I'll Bills bet, I'll bet you a dollar it's not the Bills. All right, I'll take that bet. I'm. I don't know why I'm just cashing in on the Bills. Like I don't. I don't feel like. I, I don't. I'm not a. Uh, like invested in them, but they are a really good team on both sides of the ball. So that's no, fine. They're, they're not good either. Okay. Last one for uh, Shea Dimes. Who's winning MVP in NFL and NBA? Uh, NFL, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll, I'll appeal to, uh, I'll say Josh Allen just because he dominated everybody today for the Buffalo Bills, one of the best players in the league. Just put that out there, Dolan. Uh, MVP for NBA. Who's your pick this year, Dolan? Well, I don't get to do football. You can if you want to. Is it Dak Prescott? No. Guy got no guy, guy, guy's got no arm. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um it's uh it's uh that sooner guy. He's gonna do it. It's gonna be cool. Oh Kyler? No, the other one. Baker? Yeah. Oh, okay. That that would be very interesting. Who he play for? Hey, he plays for the Panthers now. Uh, never mind. <laughs> it's never the Panthers either. <laughs> it's never the Panthers. Never the, okay. Uh, Wasn't even the, the Panthers when they were in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs quarterback. Mahomes. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's the guy. Okay. That's fair. Uh, MVP. MVP. MVP of the NBA. Uh, Luca. This is the year for Luca for you. Yeah, it's it's already it's like building in that direction. Everybody's like all hyped up to make it Luca this year. So he's gonna have to like he's gonna have to underwhelm for it not if he just has like a normal Luca year, I think it's just like his turn. I'm gonna zag and say Jason Tatum. 
think we've seen him take a step into superstardom last year. And will that will that what will that do to Jalen Brown's gruntlement? Hopefully it makes him very disgruntled. <laughs> yeah. I could see um, that. But I mean, yeah, they've uh I mean, you know, he took a step into superstardom last year and they improved their team without having to sacrifice any of the pieces on their like top ten rotation. So yeah, I, I think that he's set up the Celtics are set up for success, and I think in turn Jason Tatum's set up for success. So I'll go with him. Um, let's see here. <laughs> so <laughs> at Bad Juju Julian, just was not a question, just says in all caps, the little the little mermaid live action with four screaming emojis. So just felt like we needed to mention that before we move on. <laughs> is that a real thing that's happening? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lou Manuel Miranda is actually doing like the the music and stuff for it. David like Diggs, uh, the guy that plays uh, Lafayette and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he playing he's Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> Halle Bailey. I thought it said Halle Berry. It's like, what? Well, I thought she seems like too old. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot and who's Halle, supposed to play Halle Bailey. Ooh, Javier Bardem. I don't know who Eric is. Jonah Howard King. That's he's the he's the prince guy. Oh, I know. Well, I don't. I just don't know who the actor is. Oh, okay. That's Melissa true. McCarthy is Ursula. Uh, oh yeah, that's uh, funny. <laughs> uh, Aquafina, she's just in everything. I love Aquafina. She cracks me up. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, Lin Manuel Miranda is he, he's he's like King Midas. Everything he touches turns yeah. to gold. So. I'm well, I'm all on board. No, with. it's King it's King Triton is in this movie. Okay. All right, moving on before I rage. Uh, let's see here. Uh have you seen the newest She-Hulk episode? No, I haven't seen any She-Hulk episodes. I haven't dove into that. Okay. Well, I'll I'll just ask you blanket statement. Brandon Wood at Brandon Wood 33 wants to know who's better at twerking, Megan the Stallion or She-Hulk? <laughs> oh, I've seen the clip. Are we talking about Megan the Stallion or Megan the Stallion with with TNT. Yeah, that with like with like fifty uh, E's. I have to imagine she's better at it. Okay, that's fair. She doesn't have to deal with CGI in the act of the twerk. Yeah, I think it comes pretty naturally. All right, last actually, hang on, I I forgot that there was a couple people that commented on my tweet, even though that wasn't the instructions on the tweet. Um, okay, no. We'll, we'll go. We'll go to this one. So, last question. Uh, this is from at Hunter Harjo Seven, I believe. Yes. It says any last minute Fantastic Four casting predictions? Dolan, I don't know. Like, I know you watch the Marvel movies. Like, you're not as into it as like me or Alex. Um, but do you like pay attention to the casting and the rumors, or do you just kind of wait for it to actually happen? I no, I don't know. I don't know the rumors. Um. Can well, let's get Dort to be the rock guy <laughs> to be the thing, yeah. That's cool, right? I love that, that's hilarious. And then Poku can be the stretchy guy. Oh, Mr. Fantastic, that makes sense, yeah. And you... then, um, Trey Man can be the invisible lady because she does force fields too, right? So yeah. it's like he so he makes space, okay. I see where your head's at. But then also some games he disappears. I was going to give it to Getty just because of his luscious locks. 
And then who's left? Oh, the fire guy. Um, I was going to do Trey Mann. Poke is the fire guy and Chet's the stretchy guy. Oh, okay. I was like, is Poku's the stretchy fire guy, both of them? Yeah, actually, yeah. No, that's like, it. Poku's the stretchy fire guy. Like wet fire from the new Space Jam movie? Yeah. All right. I like it. Ooh, wait, no. Invisible Sue Storm. That's her name, right? Yes. John Cena. Because you can't see it. Ah, okay. Okay. I see you. Okay. Um, yeah. Now the the last thing that I heard in you know D twenty three is today Friday. Yeah, I guess today is officially Friday. So D twenty three starts this today, and it'll stretch out through the weekend. What is, what is that? D twenty three is like so you know Comic Con, right? Yes. Okay. Well, like when Disney bought Marvel and Star Wars and all that, they basically started doing their own convention where they, you know, brought in all the money that people was getting from Comic Con. Um, to where they have their own event and they announce their own things and it's just Disney stuff. Like, you know, no DC or, you know, comics and stuff like that. It's just Disney stuff, Disney IP, Marvel, uh, Star Wars, discovery, animation stuff, uh, live action, all that. And so everybody's expecting Marvel to like have a really big showing um, even though they just did the whole Hall H thing at Comic-Con where they announced like Phase 5 and Phase 6 and some other movies. But yeah, they're expecting a lot of casting. You're saying a lot of things. <laughs> so they're going to cast, so they're going to announce the Fantastic Four at a, in front of people. That's everybody's, that's the most highly anticipated thing that's supposed to happen. Yes. Ooh, can't wait. So who is the, who is it? Who, who do you, who is it? Um, there's a lot of smoke that John Krasinski is reprising his role from Dr. Strange Multiverse Madness as Mr. Fantastic. Oh, that's um, cool. I can, yeah, that makes sense in my head. Oh, I love it. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people that hated his role, but like he was, he, he had like four lines the whole movie. Like he, he didn't really have a chance to cook. So, oh, you um, know who would be cool as the fire guy is the guy who plays Captain America. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sue Storm, uh, the latest name I've heard is Jodie Comer. Um, she was in Killing yeah, Eve. Show. No, 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 no. I know who Jodie Comer is. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Hey, I don't know. Like, you're all over the place in terms of white pop culture. So, I, I Killing, Killing Eve is amazing. She's in that. She's in The Last Duel, which is on fine. appointment. Like, I'm, I'm going to watch it it's, sometime it's in the next couple of days. Okay. Well, maybe I won't watch it. Dolan's saying it's fine. <laughs> I have notes. Okay. Well, hey, maybe we'll have you on topic fandom to talk about. It. <laughs> um, I'll have set another alarm. Uh, and then for Human Torch, uh, Rudy Pankow, the guy that plays JJ from Outer Banks, um, he's the popular pick. You don't watch Outer Banks, it's okay. I'm, I'm just saying a name. And then uh, the last thing I heard, and like this, this, this one probably isn't true just because I don't see it, but Seth Rogen is the thing. <laughs> okay. I'm in. I'll be there. Yeah, that sounds great. Just the thing doing is like the voice. Yeah, he has It's great. His voice is gravelly. He's made of rocks. It's perfect. I, love it. I will say, um, you know, there's there's a lot of rumors as to who Doctor Doom is, but like my personal favorite choice, and I want to hear what you would think about this, is Nicolaj Castorwaldo, the guy that plays Jamie Lannister. Uh, okay. No, I didn't do it. I mean, I get. Yeah, that's fine. Can yeah. we do? How about um, the actor who plays 
Gus from Breaking Bad. How about that? I I still haven't watched Breaking Bad. I think we should end the pod. I'm being judged so harshly. I think we should end the pod. If this was down to dunk, Andrew would be like, thank you you for listening to our podcast. No, I don't mean the episode. I mean, oh, just like, the pod, just the pod that you're on four times a year that I host yeah. every week. That we should yeah. end the pod because I messed up. You're un, you're unfit for duty. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's fair. That's fair. It's on the list. It's on the list. We just have a lot of other shows and movies on the list too. So, I think you might be the last person. So if you do like uh like on topic fandom, if you do like a a watch through with your first time live reactions, I think that actually would be pretty interesting to people at this point because you're like the last person you're 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 a a time capsule you're a human time capsule (laughs) i've just resisted the hype i guess i did it with game of thrones too so i mean i was all in on game of thrones after watching it so yeah it's possible yeah it is good it's good but hey uh dude we've been we've been recording for a while now we covered a wide variety of topics it is now 2 10 a.m eastern standard time so uh i i'm i'm expired and tired so i'm i'm ready for bed but dolan i appreciate you uh coming on the podcast it was great to get to talk to you again uh hear your takes um for those that don't know and those that are listening the audio format where can folks find you on twitter dolan i'm at steve thunderfan as he has been for many, many years. Uh, if you're confused about who he is, he still has Steven Adams posing um, as his obby. It encapsulates my oeuvre. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, like I said, I definitely appreciate you coming on, man. It was good to get to talk to you. Uh, you have, you know, you look at things from a very different perspective than all of us. You have like a very analytical mind and very logic based mind as like a lot of us kind of get overwhelmed in the hype. So I appreciate your takes and having uh, your fresh take, uh, you know, on the pod. So, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for staying up with me. I had a lot of fun with you. I like you. Hey, I appreciate it. The feeling's mutual, sir. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.